Welcome to the McGuire Podcast. My name is Brian Cooper. I am the Vice President of Development at McGuire and your host for this podcast. At McGuire, we've been helping to store and protect quality water for over 100 years. On this episode, our guest is Ted Heron, the owner of Fresh Produce. We will be discussing the new McGuire brand. Ted Heron has nearly 25 years of branding and storytelling experience in projects that range from the development of an international bioenergy brand to a 30-second radio ad for a bull sale in Reliance, South Dakota. In the summer of 2000, Ted founded the world's only radio show that combines gardening and rock and roll, the Rock Garden Tour. Well, it's possibly the world's only, definitely extreme southeastern South Dakota's only. Ted, welcome to the McGuire Iron Podcast. Thank you. Let's talk about the new McGuire brand. It's it's now been released. It's been launched. Talk to me about the process behind it. What is What does Fresh Produce call it? And walk me through what that looks like. We go through a process that we call the broad strokes. And we started doing this, that was over a decade ago probably, with some of our top tier clients who... Um, maybe wanted to reinvigorate the brand or um, a client that wanted to refine their story so that they could recruit uh, uh, team members that fit with the value system of a company. Um, sometimes it's hard to articulate values. And so this is a process to, to help do that. So with, with McGuire, there's two parts to it, really. There was the broad strokes process where we're, you know, there was a discovery phase, there's a articulate phase, um, and then a live and a share. Uh, with with McGuire, the end goal, the deliverable, was going to be a new visual identity. It was, and there were some other questions that went along with that, but we used the broad strokes to help us uh, articulate the values that would then inspire that visual identity. So that's the process that we worked through. When you start out on this process with a client like McGuire, what are you looking for? And what are the things you do? And what are the things you're listening for? You have a specific word for it, the timbre. Yep. What, what is that? And how, and how are you searching for it? Yeah, we talk a lot about timbre. Um, early on, Fresh Produce was a company that specialized in audio production, particularly in radio. You know, both Mike and I, who founded the company, started out in radio. And... You know, when you're producing audio all day, you're thinking a lot about, well, how, do, how does our client sound? What's the voice sound like um, within their industry? What makes their voice distinct? And that's timbre. You know, it's like in, in an orchestra, what makes a, whatever, a trombone sound different than a, than a French horn? And uh, we think about that as it applies to branding. Uh, what's the timbre of this brand? What makes it distinct? So when we're interviewing, you know, we got to interview a wide variety of team members at McGuire, variety of different roles. And, you know, you're, you're kind of listening for what is that authentic voice of the company? Where does it all connect? You know, so I'm talking to somebody that's maybe, you know, they, they uh, fabricator, you know, what, you know, whatever role it might be, somebody who's in HR. Okay, so where do their stories connect? And you start putting together those connections. I always pay attention to words that people are saying. Um, it gives you a real sense of the authentic voice. 
you know, how people describe the company. Maguire family is really important, but there's a certain way that Maguire talks about family and it's unique. And so you start to pay attention to these things. And then for us, that starts to inform then uh, the creative work that we're going to do. And, and uh, you know, that's when you really start to establish a unique timbre. So once you've done the listening and you have some of these common threads in the creative process, what does it look like after that? And you say, okay, here are the pages and pages and pages of what we learned. And now we need to distill this into something that's relevant and meaningful and is, is part of the new brand. With McGuire, your team, you know, the leadership team at McGuire is curious and they were very engaged. And so when it came to sharing the insights that we were able to uh, uncover in our discovery, we kind of wanted to have you at the table, like the whole leadership team and have a conversation. So it was less of a presentation and it was more of a, this is what we found out. What do you think about that? You know, and this, this is what we think this means. You know, how do you feel about that? And, you know, that was really fun because I felt like immediately with this process, it didn't feel like us presenting in a very formal way. It felt like a collaboration between Fresh Produce and McGuire, which is the way, you know, I, I think we'd all prefer to work and um, it just kind of felt right. And maybe it's because McGuire cares about family and you guys care about people. And I, I don't know, maybe it was a little easier to interact in that way. Um, but that's how we shared the insights. It was really informal. Uh, you know, we got around the table with the, with the team that, um, you know, you had established and, and we just shared some of the findings and, you know, I think some of the findings, um, you guys were expecting. And I think there was some unexpected things as well that, you know, when you hear it from an outsider, you know, what do we know about water towers? And, you know, when you hear it from us, like, this is what we found interesting about our conversations. You know, maybe it's something that you know, but you have never thought about it in that light, or you've never thought about it like, well, that's, that is interesting. And so I think during that discovery phase, it's, it's some of those uh, moments that, that really um, inform the, the work to come. So talk about the work to come. You you come up with all of this stuff, we share, and then pencil has to hit paper, and you say, okay, now the things we know, the things we found, what do those things actually look like? Yeah, well, there you know, when we're making a logo in particular, like an identity, we want it to be appropriate to the industry. Um, and there's a lot of research that goes into that piece. Of yes. It. So, and you know what, like I said before, what do we know about water towers? So we, we had to really learn what the industry looks like. We call it the hairball. What, you know, like what do most companies within this industry kind of look and sound like? And it's funny in different industries, they all kind of look and sound and feel the same because of the hairball you yeah. talk about. You compare, uh, like a fine, you know, business banking with water tower, uh, fabrication, manufacturing, way different, you know, hairballs, but both industries have one. Mm-hmm. You know, in water towers, it was, uh, well, speaking of logo, lots of logos with water towers in them. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, so that we want it to be appropriate to the industry, 
but you also want it to uh, reflect the company in a distinct way. And then with a logo, especially now, when you consider all the different places that you have to put a logo, all the different types of screens, sizes, you want it to be the same everywhere. Because back in the day, there might have been two or three places. It might be on the sign out front of your business, and it might be on some envelopes. Yeah. But now there's social media, screens, just all the places that can go. Yeah, so when we when we started to develop the symbol, we wanted to make sure that it was hitting those three. It's appropriate, distinct, but it's also uh, easily identifiable, and it's the same everywhere. Talk a little bit about one of the things you guys bring to the process is talking about a logo as a logo isn't the end-all, be-all of the brand. Explain that to the audience and how your guys' thoughts around what a logo actually should do because it, it doesn't have to say everything. Yeah, it's an identifier. It's a, it's, a, it's a symbol that identifies the story, but it is not the story. You know, so we've heard it described as this. You know, if, if there's a sentence that tells the, the story of a company or it's the elevator pitch, consider the, the logo as the period at the end. And so all of that meaning starts to starts to fill up the logo you know so the brand equity the story all of that becomes part of the logo so then the logo represents that but the logo doesn't do all of the work of telling your whole story you know so if you think about it like a logo is such a simple thing how is it going to tell the entire story if you expect too much from it but a logo can be very meaningful once you start to have a relationship with a brand. And I think that's the important part, especially for McGuire. It's like, yeah, all of the things that our company does, you can't say all of that in a logo, yeah. nor, sh nor should you try, because you know, you've seen lots of logos where it's like, whoo, okay, you got 17 words in there and three different things, and it's just, it's too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I think um, making sure it's, it's distinct and it's, it's, it can be the same everywhere, you know, so you really have to be critical. I mean, I think there, it requires some, some discipline when you're within the, inside the process of working on it to really, well, and this, this makes me think of the actual design of a water tower itself, which isn't decorative at all. You know, there's, there's no extra, uh, flair outside of how you might paint, paint it, it correct, which is amazing. But functionally, Yes, the design, the shape of the thing is its function has inspired the form of the thing, which makes it so iconic. And, you know, the, the form of it is kind of beautiful to look at, sort of stunning. But, um, you know, there's no frills. There's no decoration. So you start working on the logo. Talk about that process and how do you think about it and what does that look like? And then... How many, how many different versions, and then how do you pare it down? Because that's a process in itself to go, okay, we have 25 ideas. Now, how do we get that into a few things that we think represent all the things we heard? Yeah, we, we started off with a lot of different imagery. Um, you know, a lot of different symbols start to emerge. There's different directions things can go, and then it's collaboration. You know, you're, you're looking at it with the team and... and you're pointing out the things that you're noticing and talking through it because that process, that collaboration is really about kind of finding what feels right. What do you think is appropriate? What does it start to mean 
you know, as you look at it, um, what conversations does it inspire? You know, I was just having a logo conversation last night and we talked about everything from, uh, Mandalorian, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, electric cars. I mean, we, you know, like you start to, you look at the mark and then it inspires conversation and then you start to consider, well, what's most appropriate about that? And I don't know, at some point you start to pick out some favorites that you feel like, okay, this direction, I think there's something here. I think there's something here. It all relates to that criteria, but then also just your intuition. There's a, there's a gut kind of feeling yep. to it as well. Yep. And then, uh, you know, that feedback, you know, you start to, you start to gain a little bit more confidence in the direction and then, and then it requires, uh, then I think the skill of a artist and a designer to really refine those shapes into symbols that, um, and taste, you know, there's a certain taste level. Uh, but at that point you start to refine different directions and then you get them ready to, to share with, with the client. And in our case, you came and said, okay, here are the three, here are the three designs we have. All of them very distinct, but different in their own way. And then talk about the conversations that get had there, because that was an interesting part of the process where it's like, okay, here's one idea and here's what that symbolizes and what it means. And here's another idea. And, and so just walk through that process because that's always an interesting exercise in talking about the things you were just talking about and what they mean. Yeah. When we presented it to your crew, you know, we shared the criteria that, that, uh, that informed our decisions. And yeah, like you said, there was a handful of ideas. Was there three? There was three in the yeah. final presentation sure. piece. Yeah. Uh, and, and we always show the three and we try to, we try to show them in a bunch of different, um, applications so you'll see it on hats you'll see it on a water tower you know we always laugh about well we should put it on a shower curtain we should put it on a wrestling mat you know like anything you can put a logo on we like to put it on so that you can judge it in a space how does this look in a space and i think this goes back to what you said earlier about in today's world a logo can go on so many things i like to call it seeing it in the wild what does that what does it look like out in the wild yeah. where you would interact with it on a daily basis. Yeah, what would it look like on a cement mixer? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just start, you know, obviously vests and hats and whatever, but when we share a logo, that's what we're doing. We're showing it in action so that you can really get a sense for how's this thing going to live. Well, and the great thing for us is, you know, we're building a new campus on the north side of Sioux Falls, and so you guys came to us and said, here's what it looks like on the building, and you're like, oh, oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Which really, I think, helped solidify... The decision. I do too. Because it, because it, when you when you actually got to see it on the signage, it was. Uh, well, I don't know. I I felt like it was almost a unanimous decision straight away. What do you remember about that? It, I think it was. You you start looking at it, and the the new logo that was chosen. It really just like you talked about when you saw it. You just you knew it. It was just one of those like, well, yeah, of course this is it. And so I think the decision process for our team was pretty easy because we looked at it and said, well, yeah, of course that's it. Now let's talk about what that is. I know we're doing a podcast and so you can't visually see the thing, but explain to the team and the people that are listening what the logo looks like and what inspired what it looks like, especially the color. Well, the color at the McGuire 
the first time we set foot on the McGuire campus, the color like knocks you over because it's the color of the the outbuildings. I mean, I, I guess like in the actual office, it's not painted green, but the the color of the the plant itself. Yeah, the outside this, of the fabrication facility is what we call McGuire green. It's the McGuire green, and you know you get into the history of McGuire, and you're seeing the 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 uh, kind of famous sport coat that's green, and it wasn't there a green truck at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is this prominent McGuire green color that's woven through the history bluish green do you call it greenish blue this we is call straight it, up McGuire we green. call it McGuire green because yeah. it's a teal-ish color yeah um which I love you know and we immediately I mean that color ha- has such a I don't know it makes such a statement but we immediately liked that color and so even before you guys told us like the green stays <laughs> we were like well the green's got to stay because that green is a great color so we were totally on board with that um but we had a lot of great conversations uh which helped us I think make decisions to uh, you know like when we were in the process like deciding what's appropriate for McGuire and I remember during the discovery phase, there was a lot of conversation about, well, people don't know what we do. Um, we want to make sure that people see water towers. There, there was a lot of hopes and dreams for the logo. Talk about that. That's, that's a daunting task. When you interview this many people, in today's world, so many people are experts yeah. in what marketing should look like, what logos should look like, because they're bombarded by them every day. Mm-hmm. And so it is a daunting task to go, okay, we heard all of this stuff. Now, what's important and how do we do that? Because there are hopes and dreams of lots of people yeah. looking at this. And that's where we started to, like, where, what are the things we're hearing that connect across all these different conversations? Um, you know, one thing, we, we asked people if McGuire was a movie character, and that stumped some people. Uh, everybody, you know, came to, at some point, a response. You know, they would have an idea. The one I loved, though, somebody said... Um, well, I wish we were Captain America, but I think we're more like Iron Man. And I loved that. And I don't know much about comic characters. Like, I didn't read comic books. Did you read comic books? I, d- I did not. My no. my 13-year-old is into Marvel, so I'm getting into it later in my life. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, what I know about Iron Man, compared to, like, a Captain America or other characters, like, Iron Man's a real guy. Yes. And he's an authentic guy with flaws, and he's got a unique personality, unique character. He's really smart, um, so he's got some talent. But but what I love about it is that whoever said this, you know, they had the intelligence or, or the awareness to know the difference between Iron Man. Well, he's just a real guy that makes mistakes, and he's like this authentic. Like, I wish we were Captain America, you know. But we're really this. Yeah, we're Iron Man. I loved that. And, you know, that kind of maybe they thought it was just a throwaway response. To me, that says a whole lot because that gave me a little bit more confidence like McGuire wants to be. They want to feel like an authentic company with a past and a heritage. You know, they're not perfect, but they're innovative. They're really great at what they do. I don't know that. Like it's little phrases like mm-hmm. that that stayed with me as we were doing this. But that's why it's important to interview people because they're the ones who, like you talked about, that timbre and that authentic voice comes from them. Yeah, and so 
you know, the, the, the mark itself then, of course, it's green. Like when you see it, obviously, it's going to be green. Uh, all of our marks that we showed you were green. Yes, they were. Um, we didn't mess around. And then, you know, like there's subtle, like after you look at it for a moment, you realize, oh, the, in this negative space of the M, it's an M, but, you know, there's there's a couple water towers. And, you know, those the the water towers could be repeated in an interesting way in design. Um, but it's the shape you know, of, of a water tower. So you see that it's subtle. The whole picture isn't just a water tower. There's more to it, but the M itself feels like so something that somebody could have made by hand. It seemed like there was an artist, you know, creativity is important at McGuire and creativity is part of the story. Um, this idea of, uh, you know, artistry, you know, it required an artistic eye to do the work and it still does you know that's one thing that stayed with us that we talked about a lot when we were walking through the plant that first time seeing how you know on the on the floor when somebody was looking up at a piece of iron you know they they were thinking about how to shape it it required an artistic eye it required a um a skill level that that it wasn't like you were uh i don't know it, it it was creative. It was it was art. One of the things too that the M has is hard lines and curved lines. So it it has a little playfulness yeah. in that as well. Yeah, and and I think that's what I I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Like the, the it feels like something that, you know, somebody would stand off away from and you know, they're going to form this by hand. And so it just kind of had that within the shape and to us that really connected with your process. Now talk about the name. This is one of those things that, you know, has gone back and forth for years. It's been McGuire Iron. Why the change in the name? After what you learned, what what was the decision there to go, you know what, we're going to change this? Again, it was a lot of what we found out through discovery, just knowing where the industry is heading. Um, you know, one of the great things and distinct things that, I guess, differentiate McGuire is that it's the same company. It's still American-made, still independent. Uh, it was called McGuire Iron, but like having that continuity, that legacy, you know, and having that story carry on. When we were talking about what to do with the name, though, you know, we felt like it was important that McGuire stays. And there were other. We looked at five different options for names. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so there were there were other names outside of McGuire that were considered. Yeah. Did I? Did we share the name Mackerel? No, Mackerel okay. was. I think Tip Top was one of them. It was on there. So. Okay. So that's one. We. I always share at least one of my favorites. And <laughs> someday, Ted, you'll get to use it somewhere. <laughs> you know, I've always loved the the word Mackerel for some reason. Some, you know, you never know. Like naming, like is is really a fun process, but it's also kind of an odd process because, like kind of like a logo the name needs to evoke an emotion right. almost more than it needs to tell the story or a function of what you do and you're trying to imagine something with yes it. and so oh yeah we went through a process and it was awesome i think we freaked some people out <laughs> yeah but that's part of the process too well it helps expand your mind i think to think about it from a different angle yeah for sure and, and, and it helps you solidify too with mcguire we decided we decided as a team like this is who we are. It, yes. it, it helps solidify after looking at other names and sitting with them. 
and go, you know what? We are really this. Yeah. And I, that conversation was great. And we, one thing we felt strongly about though, is that, um, if we want the logo to not be about decoration, like if we want it to be more vital and this is kind of like this fortified shape, um, there's no extra extras to it. There's no, it's not frivolous. It's like the form follows the function. Exactly. Well then let's, let's do that to the name too. Let's, let's make sure that the name is saying exactly what we mean. And that's when we thought, well, let's just drop, let's, let's just drop the other word. Like McGuire is the name that stays. Let's, let's just go with that. That's strong. You know, that's, that's the name. That's the identity. One of the things that going into the process too, and you hit on a little earlier is McGuire iron has been around since 1915. And part of this process, one of the things we came to your team with and said, we want to, we want to honor the past, but also look into the future. And that's not always an easy thing to try and do with a brand. And I think, I think this brand has done that, but how important was that in the whole discussion of what was going on? Well, it was really important because we we also think that the fact that McGuire has such a storied past and that you guys care about it so much, well, that's part of what differentiates you and and makes you better than a lot of other companies. You know, I think, um, you know, so it that became really important. Uh, and that's where that idea of being appropriate, like we wanted to make sure it was appropriate. Um, if we focus too much on the future and maybe where the industry could go, um, you know, maybe the mark would have looked much different than what it does now. But we, we wanted the mark to definitely seem like it was coming from this company that has this great story and this great history. And we wanted it to feel appropriate with that. But like you said, at the same time, it should be able to look off into the future and, um, regardless of what you're doing in, in 20 years, it should feel appropriate with that as well. And I think the, the last thing in the conversation is, you know, with the new mark and the, and the name, I think it is super helpful because the vision, the mission, the core values, everything feels like it fits. And, and I think that's a testament to the fresh produce team and just the process because you look at it, and like we said, it's that gut feeling like, of course, this is it. And it just, it fits with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I think that's a great way to put it. It, it does feel like it fits. Um, yeah. It feels like it. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe having that criteria helps give you that feeling, but right, right when you, right when you see it, I think it, it feels right. And, you know, that's an important feeling in this kind of work. It, it should feel right. It shouldn't be a stretch. It, you know, you should, right when you see it, we want, we always say, I just love it. You know, it's that gut feeling when you see something and you just, ah, oh, of course I it's gotta be that. It. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You know, that's the feeling we want when people see our work. All right, Ted. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast and thank you and your team for the new McGuire brand. It was a pleasure. It was really a fun process. Thank you. Remember, you can always connect with us by going to our website. You can ask questions by sending us an email, or you can follow or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. 
Thank you for joining us on the McGuire Podcast.